0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 81 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bant. Today, we are diving into a really, really important topic, which is toxic relationship advice that social media very often perpetuates. And honestly, I hate the word Toxic. It is so overused, it's ridiculous. So honestly, I would rather just call these unhelpful relationship advice that for some people, like us, grumpy girlfriends, cause more harm than good. Before we start, there's an obvious disclaimer that I want to share. And that is that if I generalize a lot, and I mean a lot, (laughs) we can split the world into two categories. 50% would find this advice helpful, and it would be exactly what they need to hear to either fix or end their relationships. And there's nothing wrong with that. Advice is never innately good or bad. It all depends on the person who is receiving the advice. And since this is the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast, there are a couple of assumptions that I make about you who's listening to this. The assumptions that I make as I go through this list of shitty relationship advice are that you're an adult, you are not suffering from severe mental illness or trauma that needs professional attention, and you are in a relationship with a kind, respectful, and loving partner that you want to be in a relationship with. Do these things fit you perfectly? Maybe. Or maybe not. Or maybe one or two out of the three fit you. And it's all fine. But I want you to understand that I'm calling all of this advice shitty based on the things that basically all of my Grumpy Girlfriend clients, me included, have in common. The same way some people who read The Alchemist found it to be life-changing, and they go on and completely transform everything about their lives. And then others, like me, kind of interpret it as a simple children's book filled with cliches. Neither of us are right or wrong. but on the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast, we can generalize a bit about what good and bad advice for us actually is. We have a lot of shitty advice to get through, so let's get started. With the right person, everything will be easy and feel right. This is such terrible advice because No long-term relationship is going to be easy or feel right all of the time. This might be the case during the honeymoon phase. And if you want to hear more about that, then go check out episode 13 after this episode. But as the years go by, you will face challenges and it might not feel completely right or easy all of the time. I think the reason this advice is so reinforced is because when people end their relationships and then find someone new, they compare the last couple of years with their previous partner to the honeymoon phase with their new partner, where both people do everything in their power to please each other and make each other happy. So of course, it's easy to think that, oh my god, my last partner was so wrong for me. This is the right partner for me because it's so easy and perfect. And the people who would find this advice helpful are probably those who are in generally bad relationships and then end up finding a kind, loving person to be with When you compare bad to good, then good will obviously feel a lot better. But for all of us who are already in good relationships and sometimes struggle, this advice is shitty. Because us struggling or feeling uncomfortable in our good relationships is not a sign that you're with the wrong person. Next advice is when you know you know. This is typical give-up-responsibility advice, where we just want to kind of throw our hands into the air and let the universe take the wheel. When you know, you know suggests that something magical outside of you happens when it's right, and that knowing is an act of simply observing reality. If you have listened to this podcast for a while, you know that whatever you feel comes from your own thoughts. And knowing something is a decision to believe the thoughts you're having. So you can just as easily, when you know you know about a partner, as you can doubt every single thing about the relationship. It's not about the partner, it's in your hands. And this is power that most humans want to avoid because it feels more romantic and magical and freeing to simply go through life observing and waiting for that one person who will automatically make you know. The reason this advice is so common, I think is because it's something that people who are happy in their relationships like saying. They have no better way of describing the process of deciding that this is the person for me. So they just attribute it to a knowing outside of their power. And the thing is that this can be an amazing feeling when you're the one experiencing it. But for grumpy girlfriends who feel awful and jealous and insecure and anxious and doubt their amazing partners and their good relationships on a regular basis, this advice is awful. You can not know and doubt and still have an amazing, healthy relationship. And you can also choose to know that this is the relationship for you, whenever you want to. The next shitty advice is, your partner should either naturally or have a really strong desire to fulfill all of your needs. This is ridiculous advice, and I don't understand why anyone ever thought this was a good idea. A lot of relationship counseling is about making a long list of your needs what we on this podcast call a manual, and then handing it over to your partner. And however good your partner is at following your manual, that's how much they love and respect you, and then vice versa, of course. I feel like this advice only comes from the perspective of being the partner who wants their needs met. Because I don't think anyone who has ever been given responsibility for fulfilling a partner's every need thinks this is the greatest thing ever. It's exhausting to constantly be responsible for your partner, their needs, and how they feel. Another reason this advice is so shitty, in my opinion, especially for grumpy girlfriends is because what's on your list of needs can very easily spiral out of control. First, we just need love and respect and time together and happiness and intimacy, which is all lovely. But then you start feeling jealous when your partner is out with friends, or you feel resentful when they do their free time activities, or you don't want to be the one filling the dishwasher right now and they should probably do it instead. All of these things create very uncomfortable emotions inside of you. So now you need them to fix that by spending more time with you because that is a need you have and preferably not having a life of their own because you have a need that says they should spend that time with you and doing all of the chores that you don't want to do is a need that you have. My point here is that your quote-unquote needs that you want fulfilled is a very subjective, vague list of things, and expecting each other to fill those needs will suffocate the happiness, the love, and the free will inside of your relationship. If you want to learn more about needs and how to think of them in a healthier way that actually promotes free will and love and intimacy, check out episode 63 of this podcast. The next advice that is very common and very shitty is your feelings are always valid and your partner should always validate them. This is the most obvious shitty advice for grumpy girlfriends that cause a lot of internal and external conflict and drama. No, your feelings are not always valid. Why? Because your feelings come from your thoughts, and your brain has the power to make up all kinds of crazy shit that is not anchored in reality whatsoever. Your partner does not owe it to you to validate your jealousy or insecurity in the relationship. You are not entitled to make up stories and lies about what your partner is doing, thinking, or feeling, and then having that partner say that it's totally valid that you feel that way. Very early on, I made a podcast episode called When Is It Okay to Be Grumpy? where I talk about validating emotions and when your feelings are valid and when they're not. If you want to check that out, listen to episode three. But basically, at the end of the day, you are allowed to have any feelings you want, whenever you want. There is no feeling police that can tell you otherwise. So yes, in a way, your feelings are always valid in the sense that you are always allowed to have those emotions in your body. But they come from your thoughts. Your thoughts are optional, and you have power over them. And the thoughts you have are not always based on facts or reality, which is why they aren't always, quote-unquote, valid in the sense that they don't always depict what is happening in the world. Your feelings are just a reflection of what's happening in your brain. In regular, happy, functioning relationships, You can absolutely desire that your partner listens to you when you share your feelings, Mm -hmm. that they comfort you and ask what you need. But if you've been a grumpy girlfriend for a long time and you're taking your emotions out on your partner, well, it's not completely crazy to think that they might be getting a little tired and frustrated with your quote-unquote valid feelings since they're very often about what you think your partner's thinking, feeling, or doing. And I'm sure you can imagine it yourself. What would it be like if your partner constantly informed you that, well, they live in a fantasy world where you think, feel, and do things that are very hurtful to them that aren't even true? The next shitty advice is that all conflict needs to be resolved and never go to bed angry! It is not toxic or unhealthy to leave some conflicts or disagreements unresolved. You're allowed to be in a relationship with a person who you just fundamentally disagree with on certain topics. Be it a situation that happened, what is right or wrong in certain situations, politics, religion, and so on. You do not have to convince each other, agree, or resolve every single disagreement that you have. If it is a conflict that comes up regularly and has a big impact on your day-to-day lives or your future together, then yes, you might want to at least come to some kind of a conclusion or mutual respect so that you can put it behind you and move on. But if it's one of those things that just pop up every once in a while or every four years, you're allowed to just let it go. And when it comes to going to bed angry or upset, do it. Do it whenever it's needed. Because after a certain point in an argument or a disagreement, nothing productive happens. There has even been research that shows that when your heartbeat goes above a certain count, nothing productive happens in a conversation between two people. Sometimes the best thing you can do for the relationship is to go to bed angry, because in the morning you'll be in a much better place to decide how to proceed. The next shitty expectation on a relationship is that your sex life should be perfect and functioning 100% of the time, or else you're doomed. This is such harmful advice that causes so much anxiety and insecurity in relationships. A monogamous relationship is between two complete adult human beings with their own thoughts, feelings, hormonal cycles, experiences, kinks, turn-ons, turn-offs, mental healths, and life experiences it's more or less impossible to have a perfect sex life for the entire duration of your relationship. And it doesn't have to be a problem or a sign that the relationship is doomed. If you are dissatisfied with how things are, it can be dealt with and worked on just like with everything else. But you will still have ups and downs along the way, and a lot of it will actually be outside of your control. One thing that I can say for sure is that catastrophizing and worrying about your sex life and how much sex you have or who initiates when and how satisfying it is, etc, etc, doesn't exactly increase your desire or the desire of your partner. Okay, now we're moving kind of into toxic or unhealthy expectations more so than advice, but let's just roll with it. The next one is, porn is bad and masturbation is a sign of something that has gone horribly wrong. Okay, I don't know if many people give this advice, but I still want to include it because I think it's a fact that a lot of grumpy girlfriends live with inside of their own brains. It's impossible to say that porn is all good or all bad. Or a sign of anything specific. There are a lot of things that we can discuss about it. But here's what I want to say. If you want porn to be a problem, then porn is a problem and that is okay. But you will still never be able to forbid your partner from consuming it or be able to control whether or not they do. All you can do is hope to come to a mutual understanding of what porn means and how it should or shouldn't be a part of your relationship. And if you don't want porn to be a problem and you want to overcome your negative, insecure, anxious emotions about it, then that is absolutely work that can be done as well. Neither option is better or worse than the other It's just about choosing whether or not you want it to be a problem based on what suits you. And when it comes to masturbation, including porn or not, it's not a sign that your sex life is dissatisfying or that your partner wants someone other than you. Solo sex is a completely separate part of a person's sex life. And it doesn't matter how much sex they do or don't have with their partner, it's still going to be there. So, if you are using your partner's or your own solo sex activities as evidence of your grumpy, jealous, insecure thoughts, you might want to rethink that. The next shitty relationship advice is you should not be attracted to anyone else ever if you truly love your partner. I think a lot of us, subconsciously maybe, think that once you're in a relationship you should kind of become blind to all other humans on the planet. Never find them attractive, never like their personalities, and God forbid you ever have a crush on another person. And you can, of course, try to control and monitor this part of your own brain or in the brain of your partner. but. I want to offer you that this doesn't have to be true. Remember the advice we talked about a little earlier in the episode when you know, you know. Well, there I told you that knowing is a choice. And who you want to be in a relationship with is also, drumroll please, a choice. A choice doesn't eliminate all other options, usually. It just means that you choose the option that you want. But all the other options still exist in the world. I have had grumpy girlfriend clients who worry about their partners finding other women attractive or having a crush on someone else. And I've had grumpy girlfriend clients who have freaked out because they themselves have found others attractive and even maybe had a crush on some other random person that is not their partner. And yes, you can choose to make this a huge problem and call it a sign if you want to. Or you can just acknowledge that this is totally normal and not something to villainize in your relationship. Because honestly, unless you're pursuing the other person or kind of feeding or furthering your feelings for them through actions and breaking your partner's trust, your thoughts and feelings about some random person are harmless. I have had this thing happen to me where I dream about completely random people. It can be celebrities, athletes, people I like vaguely know. And in the dream, I have so many positive feelings, and the person in the dream is so kind to me that when I wake up, I have a crush on that person. It's kind of crazy, but I've actually heard other people have similar experiences. Um, But it only lasts for a few hours or a day and then I move on. And I don't make it mean anything at all. Because, Jesus Christ, I'm asleep and my brain is processing experiences and throwing random people into the mix. It's not a sign of anything. I'm still choosing my relationship and choosing my partner every single day. I refuse... To give up my power and my independent thinking to random thoughts and emotions that pop into my body or pop into the body of my partner every now and then okay so far we have gotten through like half of my list but i feel like this is a pretty good place to round off this episode if you want a part two then i will keep going in a later episode Because, well, there's a lot of shitty relationship advice out there that is worth debunking. The point of this episode is simply to give you your power back and encourage some critical thinking. Not all advice is helpful for everyone. And if you are getting stuck and ruminating on certain quote-unquote truths or advice about your relationship that is constantly causing you anxiety, doubt, or insecurities, feel free to consider that that advice might not be for you. If you instead want some good relationship advice that is only focused on empowering you to make your own decisions and figure your own thoughts and feelings out about your relationship that will help you feel better rather than worse, Come work with me one-on-one. I would love to guide you through my girlfriend glow-up coaching process and help you finally enjoy your good relationship. You deserve that. Go to katrinberg.com to schedule your free consultation call today. And I will see you guys back here next week for a new episode. Bye-bye.